Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. I am trained in cognitive behavior therapy and neuro-linguistic program. My aim is to help people overcome mindset challenges. If you haven't already, I do ask that you subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes when they're released. And if you're on a platform that supports it, please consider leaving us a rating and a review so that we can reach more people, change more lives, more hearts. And for your act of kindness, most certainly we appreciate you and your support of the podcast. Thoughts that hold us back and how to break the cycle is our topic for today. I was thinking about this. I want to do a little bit of cognitive trickery today. We do so by first defining the solution, then coming back and sharing the actual thoughts that hold us back. I learned this specific memory aid many years ago, and it helped me tremendously as I was going through the master's program quite some time ago. Let's put it to work for you today. How about that? The idea of a thought or a series of thoughts having the power that we give them to put us in a mindset or to place us in a pattern or to put us in a state of being that doesn't allow us to do what it is we desire to do, what's been placed in our heart to do, or what's been shared with us that would be good for others to hear or experience from our vantage point is a tremendous disservice to us. More often than not, we talk to people about this and what we find is that there's a tremendous amount of discontentment When this scenario is playing out, in fact, many will say that I don't desire to be in this state, but I don't know what to do to get out, how to free myself, how to cut off this pattern that seems to play out in my life like theater day after day. I'm going to share with you three things that you can begin to do to start the process of breaking free. Again, these are the solutions. Then we will double back and talk about some of the thoughts themselves. These three are the solutions. Number one is visualization and mental rehearsal. Visualization is the act of you closing your eyes, visualizing in your mind's eye, Something that you want to achieve. The technique suggests that you see this experience with as much clarity and as vividly as you possibly can make it in your mind. And each time you do it, you add a couple of frames of clarity. You make it a little bit more visible. The key to visualization is feeling the feelings that go along with the experience. And that doesn't come right away. I want to say that again. It doesn't come right away. This is something that you have to practice. But over time, you will find that it becomes very easy to feel the feelings that go along with what it is that you're visualizing. Mental rehearsal 
is very much akin to this. It's me as an example, seeing myself on the stage that I'm going to be appearing on in the future with all of the eyes peered at me and me feeling incredibly confident, smiling, taking in all of the good vibes and all of that good energy, eagerly desiring to deliver a message for this crowd and having them reciprocate with open arms and minds to those thoughts and ideas that I'm going to share with them as part of this presentation, lecture, whatever it is I'm talking about. The cool part of visualization and mental rehearsal is when we're going through this, the brain does not distinguish between this mental rehearsal and visualization and the actual experience. For me, as an example, when I do both of these together and I step on that stage the next day and after having seen myself there, after having felt myself master the talk, having all of the feelings that have come along with presenting a message to this type of crowd, again, doing well at that, when I get up there, after the first 30 seconds are over and the little butterflies in my stomach go away, I mean to tell you I am on point because I've already been there. I've already done that in the exact arena that I'm going to be in. And here is the beauty of this. It's a powerful technique for breaking any type of cycle, even negative cycles. We're actively imagining the positive outcome. And as we continue doing this, it provides an opportunity for us to reprogram our subconscious mind to expect success rather than failure. What about the cycle? Well, if you begin to do this and you do this consistently, you're going to boost your confidence. You're going to have motivation that goes literally through the roof. And you're going to have a sense of belief in you and your abilities. One of the biggest reasons why we can't break the cycle is because there's so much negative talk. This, in fact, destroys that, especially when you've gone through a cycle. Let me help you understand what a cycle is. You're going to be doing something that you fear. You deploy visualization, mental rehearsal. It's a week before you're going to do this act. You've done exactly as I've said. You follow these steps. Then you get to the act. You feel the fear and do it anyway. You press through a minute into it. You're in your stride. And then when it's all said and done and you look back at what you just did, that is going to be momentum like you've never experienced before. Well, that's one thing you can do. The next thing you can do is begin to think differently altogether rather than focusing on negative, focusing on what you're not good at, shooting darts at yourself through critical thinking. You can exchange all of that for number two, which is gratitude. And you do this through journaling. Gratitude journaling is so simple, yet it's so effective. It's one of the most effective tools that you can use to break the cycle of negative thinking or negative thoughts. 
It's simple. It just involves writing down the things for which you are grateful for. If you step back and you allow yourself to be thankful, it's very easy for you to begin thinking about those things that you are grateful for. Just look around you. Look at your health. Look at your well-being. Look at your job situation. Look at your family. Look at your children. Look at your affiliations. Think about the things that you've achieved. If you're a Christian, think about how blessed you may be. All of these things fit into the realm of gratitude journaling. Basically, in a nutshell, what you're doing is you're practicing the shifting of your focus from lack and underperformance to positive aspects that aid you and contribute to what it is that you want to achieve. There's one thing that is incredibly profound about this, and it is if you're positive because you've taken the time to write down all the things you're grateful for, you will go into the day with the same mindset. It will be much more difficult for you to step back into this cycle because you can begin to remind yourself when the old pattern tries to come back in to make your day go awry, all the things you wrote down that morning that you're thankful for. You want to break the cycle and improve your well-being, move from a negative disposition to a positive disposition. All you have to do is some gratitude journaling. It's a conscious appreciation that can rewire your brain to cultivate more optimism and a fresh positive outlook, which again, destroys that negative thinking. But then we have a third one for you. That is challenging unproductive thoughts. Let me tell you something. We will never be able to stop these negative thoughts from coming in. But as a guard of your mind or as the proctor of your well-being, you get the responsibility of saying yes to the things that get thought about in an extended fashion or no. How do you get to a place if you're in a pattern that you don't want to be in that's cyclical to stop this? Great question. What you do is you become keenly aware of what you're doing, how you're feeling, what you're acting out, and what you're thinking about. Through raising awareness, you're now in a position to challenge those productive thoughts. We call this cognitive restructuring. It's a beautiful technique that you can use to change a paradigm that is not working for you to one that works for you, or one that takes you from a state that doesn't enable you to a state that does enable you. To break the cycle of these types of thoughts, we have to actually question the validity of these pessimistic thoughts and pessimistic thinking. Just because it hits our mind doesn't mean it's true. We should be looking for evidence. And if the evidence is not present and we see over time that hardly ever the 
evidence is present, which is mostly the case with negative thinking, then it should be even that much easier for us to say, here's a thought that just landed. It is grotesque. I'm going to reconstruct it, reframe it into something that's positive. As an example, when I was just starting out in my personal development journey, I would always say to myself, you never do this, that, or the other correctly. My mentor said, I want you to just take a moment, Michael, go through your memories. Think about a situation like this. In this case, it was some management 201 stuff that we were working on. He said, I want you to go into the very deep recesses of your mind. I want you to think about this over a period of one week. And I want you to annotate in your journal all of the times that you were successful at this. And then let's talk in a week. And after doing so, I had three pages of notes where I was positive. Going back to our journaling just for a second, now I have a log showing that This was absolute trash. It was shenanigans at the highest level, and it was not true. None of it was true, yet I would begin to act as if it were true. When we're doing or challenging these unproductive thoughts, we're saying to ourselves, show me the evidence. What proof do you have that this thought you just dropped in is real? And again, 85% of the time, It's not going to be true anyhow. And of that 15%, it's not going to be near as grave as our minds make it out to be. We're going to replace unproductive thoughts with more balanced and realistic ones. And this ultimately breaks the cycle of negativity and promotes a very healthy mindset, the type that we need to pursue the dreams, goals, and aspirations that we have. Now, I want to take a moment. Remember, we gave you the solutions first. Now we're going to come back and see here are some of the thoughts that hold us back. Number one is believing that we're not enough. This deeply ingrained or damaged, you know, thought pattern that sometimes we have. We hold this so near and dear to our hearts when in fact, This feeling of inadequacy or unworthiness really isn't even truthful. It erodes our self-esteem. It creates a deterrence from us pursuing our passions and aspirations. Number two is fear of failure. The fear of failure absolutely paralyzed me early on. I just had to have it the way that I thought it should be. And if it didn't go that way, or if the building blocks weren't aligning with what I thought it should be or how I thought it should be, I was paralyzed. When we fear failure, it makes us cautious, overly cautious, so much so that we avoid taking any risk, entering into any challenges, or pursuing the things that are important to us. And this fear leads to procrastination, the reluctance to try anything, to get outside of the comfort zone, also prevents us from doing what it is we desire to do. What about those ants running through our heads from time to time, those automatic negative thoughts? We've already noted that 
pessimistic thoughts that pop up into our mind are a function of a mindset that needs to be adjusted. These thoughts can be self-critical, defeated. More often than not, they're just overly negative. This is maladaptive behavior, just trying to hang on to prevent you from feeling some type of way that you felt before when you didn't make the grade. Unfortunately, ants reinforce self-doubt. They intensify the feelings of fear that we just talked about and hinder us from taking any steps to move forward. Then the last one, self-doubt, is a pervasive thought pattern. I do mean pervasive too. That can make us feel really down on ourselves and question our ability, our value, our worth, our ability to even achieve what it is we want to achieve. And it stems from the past experiences. Sometimes it's through comparative work. When we doubt ourselves, that makes us hesitant to pursue anything meaningful. It lowers our standards, then self-sabotage enters into the equation, and we find ourselves stuck in that cyclical pattern. We started off with the solutions, visualization and mental rehearsal, gratitude and journaling, as well as challenging unproductive thoughts. These are the cures. The issues, if you will, are I'm not enough, fear of failure, ants, and self-doubt. In this journey that we're on called self-development, what we're trying to do is harness the power of self-awareness and emotional awareness. When we use tools like journaling, meditation, visualization, mental rehearsal, gratitude journaling, and challenging those unproductive thoughts, we now have a set of tools that we can deploy in the time of need to help us conquer those thoughts that hold us back. And these tools are literally what we use to help us break free. More than anything, my life goal is to help as many people as I can break free, to have the life, to have the well-being that they desire to be able to set goals and hit them. If you feel like you're not enough or you feel like the fear of failure is gripping you or automatic negative thoughts are just so pervasive that it makes you sick. If you're not feeling self-confidence and you have self-doubt, I just want you to try these techniques. Try these techniques. If for some reason they don't work for you, reach out to me. We'll do a little bit of analysis on how you deployed them. We can't cover every single situation, unfortunately. We try to keep these talks to about 20 minutes for your drive to work, on the way home from work, etc. But if you have a problem breaking through any of these, reach out to me. We'll put something together specifically for you to help you break free. Thanks for tuning in. And that concludes this episode. I appreciate your time and attention. I want to remind you that you are enough, you can do it, and you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. And until next time, take care and be safe.